Welcome to Energy Talks, a regular podcast series with expert discussions on topics related to power system testing, data management, and cybersecurity in the power industry. My name is Scott Williams from the podcast team at Omicron, and I will be your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our special Energy Talks mini-series called Cybersecurity in the Power Grid, in which we provide you with a 360-degree view of how power grids can best safeguard their infrastructures from cyber attacks. In this third episode of our Cybersecurity mini-series, we take a closer look at power grid security from the perspective of cybersecurity analysts. Join us as we dive into the common problems faced by customers and the dedicated efforts involved in finding effective solutions. My guests in this episode are Omicron cybersecurity experts Christoph Reinberger and Eric Heindel. They share their personal experiences, the recommendations for IT and OT security officers, as well as valuable insights into how to navigate the ever-evolving landscape of cyber threats. They also provide us with a deeper understanding of power grid cybersecurity and how to enhance protection in this vital industry. Hey, welcome Christoph. Welcome Eric. Could you please introduce yourselves and share the experiences that led you to become cybersecurity analysts at Omicron? Christoph, could you start? Yeah, sure. So first off, thanks for the invitation. And my name is Christoph, and I have been working for Omicron as a cybersecurity analyst for the last three years. And I started right at the beginning of 2020 as a master thesis intern. And I wrote my master thesis at Omicron about network topologies and how to detect the network topologies. And after the internship, I continued to work as a cybersecurity analyst. And that was also my first real work in a cybersecurity topic or a cybersecurity field. Before that, I started computer science and I well, found my way into the whole topic and field, and I really enjoyed the journey so far. Oh, great, great. Hey, you mentioned that you wrote your master thesis in computer science about network topology detection. What is that exactly? So the network topology explains how a network is built up, how devices in a network communicate with each other. And network topology detection the idea was to find out, to figure out the topology just by listening into traffic so that we know the logical way the network is built up, like which devices are connected to which switch, which switch is connected to what other switches, such things. And we managed a, a way to figure out how we can do that and how we can utilize that information. Okay. So you're pretty much mapping out the network. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Eric, please describe your background. I'm Eric. I started working here at Omicron as a cybersecurity analyst in 2022. Before, I studied information technology and system management at the University of Applied Science in Salzburg. So I'm coming from the IT side and currently learning my way into OT, so into the Omicron products and environment. So Christoph and Eric, what sparked your interest in power network security and how has it shaped your professional journey? Christoph, what about you? I always was interested in the cybersecurity topics. So back during studies, I always dove into the cybersecurity stuff you could read up on and actually also join. It's like courses and lessons at the university. 
but usually that was more like the classical IT related things you would learn and hear about. So the whole OT specifics, I dove into at Omicron the first time, but I think that was really nice to do so because we had a lot of, or we still have a lot of like the OT specialists in the OT environment who were able to help us big deal to get into the topic, to get into the whole world of what OT is in comparison to IT. So. Yeah, it was an interesting journey and it will probably also be an interesting journey in the future. So Christoph, I've been speaking with other guests in prior episodes about this. Could you briefly describe these differences between IT and OT in their different cybersecurity approaches? So, I mean, I'll just put out a, a few major ones. The first thing is when I first saw an OT network and I got that question from many other IT people during my last three years working at Omicron as well. Why isn't stuff encrypted? Stuff like that. In OT, we do not encrypt like normal control commands, like in IC6150 MMS, stuff like that. And for an IT person in the beginning, this looks weird. And also on the other side, for example, vulnerability management. So in IT, you just have your patch Tuesdays. You just apply the patches. And that's it in IT. I mean, it's very simply put, yes, but in OT, you get the patches and then you can't apply them because you cannot just shut off a device, for example. And these are two major differences. There are a lot more, but I, I would stick to these two. Very good. Okay. Well, thank you, Christoph. Eric, what sparked your interest in power network security? For me, cybersecurity was always an interesting topic and gets even more exciting with all the latest cybersecurity news and activities. Like every day there's a new vulnerability, there's a new exploit. And yeah, what really surprised me in the last year was how many companies still kind of undervalue cybersecurity, especially in the OT world. It's like they're not fully aware of all the risks and consequences. So I'm really happy and excited to be part of this journey in the cybersecurity landscape and try to help to make the network more secure. Very good. So Eric, what do you think leads to this lack of awareness of cybersecurity risks and the consequences in the OT world? It's a difficult one. As Christoph already mentioned, there are very old devices out there, devices from which didn't see a patch for 10 years. So it's like for OT guys, a lot of work to keep track of all the vulnerabilities and all the versions. So it's not so easy to patch and later new versions on it. So I think that's a problem. It gets too much. Well, thank you. Could both of you walk us through a typical workday as a cybersecurity analyst? How do you encounter ad hoc tasks or unexpected challenges? Christoph, may I ask you to start? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, in the last three years, I worked as a cybersecurity analyst and I had many different tasks to complete, like problems to analyze and it's very hard for me to pinpoint how a typical day looks like for me. Mm -hmm. So I could just give a few examples. So first, of course, we have like customers requesting, like, what is this all about? Just sending us some issues they had with the network or some traffic they found in the network asking us what it's all about, if it's dangerous, if they should prohibit it, if we have any type of hints how to like interact with a problem that's one or another one is just giving different kinds of 
people, employees from customers or just colleagues in Omicron, like trainings and to educate or help them to get into the topic easier or just mm -hmm. give them an overview. What is like pen testing? What is, I mean, for example, how do you match vulnerabilities to a device? So just a very broad area we have to cover. But to be fair, I think my workday or our workday, Eric and mine's just are a little bit different than the workday of a normal cybersecurity analyst in, for example, a security operations center or SOC. Mm -hmm. So usually you would expect a cybersecurity analyst to analyze a lot of things and which we do. But as I said before, it's not just that it's, it's a lot more. So if, for example, we do not have anything to analyze right away from a customer request, for example, we try to help to improve our product, help the development team to investigate scenarios or functionalities, to do proof of concepts in that direction, or just help with the overall security of the product. Just try to attack the device, just break in stuff like that. I mean, to come back. Primarily, our job is to react to customer requests related to our IDS, the station guard, and for example, also vulnerability management in GridOps. And yeah, this vulnerability management is also another big topic Eric and myself work on a lot to improve the database, to improve the matching. And this is a lot of maintenance to be done to stay up to date with all these topics. Okay. So the customers you are working with, they are actually using Omicron cybersecurity products. Is that correct? Yes. So for example, proof of concepts are actually customers using the device. So in their everyday work, with like all possibilities here. Eric, what is your opinion? Yeah, I think Christoph already mentioned nearly all the tasks of our working day, but there's no such a thing as a typical day, as you call it. Each day is different. One day we have to perform network attacks in our labs and the next day we, we write code for our vulnerability, vulnerability management. But there's one thing I typically do every day and that's like reading through all the new published vulnerabilities and exploits. This is kind of threatening, but also, also fun to see them. Mm -hmm. So all in all, our days are filled with a lot of different interesting tasks. Okay, so Eric, you mentioned that you're doing a lot of research into new vulnerabilities. Are you building ways to protect against these vulnerabilities and the products as you go? Yes. So what we do, we crawl on our vendors, like the vendors which are typically used in OT networks and see if they have new vulnerabilities. If they have, we write them in a machine-readable format and build them into our product. Very good. So that's just like with any other software program. There are vulnerabilities that come up time and time again, and with each new software release, they build in those protections. Yes, basically, yes. Okay. Could you both share some notable experiences you've had on-site with customers? What are your findings and what personal learnings or challenges did you encounter? Christoph, let's start with you. The site visits have been quite uneventful, which sounds bad, but it isn't because they were remarkably interesting. So with uneventful, I mean, there was nothing malicious going on in a network when we were there. There was nothing too out of the ordinary. There were functional problems and stuff like that. And we've seen a lot of different networks. So very simplistic ones, 
to two very sophisticated, complex ones using like various techniques to make an attacker's life more difficult. And one of the highlights actually I've been to was uh, one of these very sophisticated networks, very sophisticated mm -hmm. substations. And we were tasked to, we got a day and we were able to try to attack this substation, which was de-energized like in real. So we were able to, were allowed to connect to the network, try to perform attacks on devices, which was very difficult because it was such a sophisticated design, the network. But at the end, they also just returned the, the for example, the IDs, the devices in the network back to their pre-pen test configurations, just to make sure that nothing was changed. Mm -hmm. Because although it was de-energized, we could still damage some of the equipment if we just do control commands or stuff like that, or just dis change the configuration of these devices. So they had mm -hmm. to return them to their pre-attack state to make sure that nothing was changed, that it could go online afterwards. So one of the other highlights was we were tasked to do an analysis of uh, some simulated attacks and malicious activities, uh, which was requested by a utility in Northern Europe. And they actually performed cyber attacks on a realistic power grid automation network. And it was our job to detect the attacks and explain what they did. So they actually did this as a contest between different companies and we were one of these companies participating. So this was actually a very nice opportunity to, to witness someone else performing malicious activities in a monitored network. Usually mm -hmm. Eric and myself are the ones showcasing the capabilities of our products and doing the, the attacks on a network and showing how our devices would recognize them. This time around, it was actually a lot more fun to do because we, we had to check our wits with no previous insights uh, on what they actually did on a network. So we just had our knowledge. We had the events, station guard alerted. We had the visualization of grid ops and then that's it. And we had to check what they did during the, the time. And this was just a lot of fun because they performed quite the array of different attacks on a network. So ranging from reconnaissance, like port scanning very simply, or just physical man in the middle attacks, and also to just straight up re replace a device. So, and our goal or our job was it to identify these things. And I might add, we were quite successful in doing so. So, mm -hmm. and it's just a lot of fun when you see them trying to perform an attack, for example, and it fails because a device in the middle blocks it because it was set up properly. And then you see them connecting to the blocking device and just changing some configurations. And afterwards the attack is successful. And you just know that that's exactly the issues we usually run into because it's just a, a lot of fun to analyze the stuff and figure out what happens in a network. And it's just like, I know what you did there feeling. So it was a very interesting experience for us as well. So it turned out that we have been the fastest and the most thorough of the participating companies, which is also very nice. So, okay. So they must have had a list of attacks that they performed. How many would you say that you were able to detect 
I would say about 99%. There's just a few things we didn't, we're not sure what they did, but their response and their feedback to us was very positive. So all the things they actually actively did, we found. Maybe some things like that just happened in a network in parallel, we didn't maybe, so. Okay. Eric, do you have anything to add? What was your experience with that whole exercise? It's really nice to see our product in action on the customer side. And to see how good it worked was amazing. Analyzing the attacks was challenging, but also fun. It's like playing detective to uncovering hints and clues and find the correct attack mechanism. Interesting. So going back to your day-to-day tasks, would you say that's very similar to what you're always put up against? identifying new possible approaches for attacks and building blockers to them into your protection devices? The example described by Christoph was not a typical task for us. But yes, we analyze a lot of networks and traffic, but mostly to find possible attack vectors and issues in the system. For example, we often see devices broadcasting system information into the net. This makes it easy for an attacker to choose the correct attack to be successful. So during our analysis, we tell the customer how to minimize the attack vector for their networks. So what are the common reasons customers approach you or why do you approach customers? Yes, so cybersecurity sector is always changing. Every day there can be a new vulnerability and it's very, very difficult to know every threat in your company. That's why often the experience of experts like us is needed to find all those security issues. Especially if you don't have uh, a big team, a security team doing this for you. In the OT network, like each port, not used services or unknown devices can be an attack If you don't have the knowledge and uh, experience of security critical IT and OT protocols used for those attacks, it's very, very difficult to find those attack vectors and to close them. Very good. So how do you go about developing this knowledge and experience? Is it just with your day-to-day exposure to all the different types of attacks that are taking place? Yeah, so we see um, when we analyze networks or also perform attacks, we see how it's how it's done. Also like researching, reading the news, see how other people or other hackers, how we call them, do it isn't, and try to see how it's done and get all the knowledge and give it to the customer. So as cybersecurity analysts, What recommendations do you have for our listeners? Why is your work important? And what can IT and OT security officers and engineers do to mitigate hacker threats? So uh, I'll just start here and I'll jump in with a very simple one. Train your employees about cybersecurity. I think this is a very, this is a particularly crucial step. Although the road to a proper cybersecurity setup is one with a lot more steps than this. When you consider that the breach usually has some kind of human interaction in the initial stages of the attack. And yeah, additionally to that, creating a proper asset inventory, defining your DMCs like demilitarized zones and utilizing just a general defense in depth strategy or some keywords that all of us have heard so far, maybe one or two times too often already, but there's still very valid points to make. and. Also, the interaction between IT and OT has to be a cooperation, if that makes sense. How can IT and OT technicians develop better cooperation? I mean, for us, with our products, for example, Station Guard, 
we try to talk the language of both worlds so that an OT engineer knows what an alert like is in functional terms. Like if something happens, the OT engineer just knows, hey, this is that thing doing the other thing. And for the IT engineer, the, the alert or the alarm just has to be also just informative what's going on. But without the knowledge of the functional foundation of what, for example, this protocol does, it's very hard for an IT officer to do something, to do a proper decision on that topic. So it's, it's crucial for the both of them to interact, that the whole process is designed in a way that these two parties work together well. So it sounds like you are developing solutions that both IT and OT can relate to. Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. Eric, do you have any recommendations? Yes. A big recommendation from my side is to know your network and have an emergency plan for cyber attacks as well in IT, but especially in OT networks, because every new device in your system can be a potential hacker. It's mm-hmm. nearly impossible to perform an attack without or like an attack undetected. So if you detect and act fast, you can minimize the impact to a minimum. Very good. So you mentioned having a plan for cyber attacks. How do you go about putting together such a plan? There are great incident response guidelines available for such a scenario like from NIST or ISA, which cover this topic. First step is always to prepare for a cyber attack. This includes to educate the employees for such an event or implementing tools to limit the attack surface. Next is to detect and analyze the attack. A good approach is always an IDS system, which shows you where the attack is coming from and if it already spread in the network. After identifying the attack, it's very important to stop the attack and to recover the system. can be very trivial, like changing the password, can also be very, very complex, changing hardware or even decrypt the system. For recovery, mostly backups are used. And the last step is post-incident activities. In this phase, countermeasures should be defined and implemented so that similar incidents like this is handled better in the future. As well as testing the whole process from time to time is really, really important similar like a fire alarm in a company. Okay, well, thank you. Are there any specific actions or practices you wish more people would adopt to enhance cybersecurity in the power provider industry? Christoph, what do you think? So as I said before, adapting the workflow of cybersecurity topics to involve specialists of both worlds is crucial. So the networking and security knowledge of IT combined with the knowledge about the OT systems in question should be the the base to build a proper defense. So on the other hand, what is good, what good is an analysis of a functional operation if you do not know what is required in the system, if that functional operation is like benign or malicious? And what if the operation is performed non-maliciously but without the information uh, OT can provide, you spend a lot of time investigating something that is maybe seldom, but still required in a network. So this is also a false positive, usually called. So, but this is why we try to provide interfaces to both, to the CS analyst and to the OT specialist. So in a way that both can work with it properly. 
I also need help from people understanding the industrial protocols far better than I do. When I'm analyzing stuff, a customer just sends in as a request or a problem they encountered. So as in the previous uh, podcast from Osan and Thomas Wolf, they're usually the ones I go to if I have questions about some specific industrial protocols. You're pretty much lost if you try to do this alone without help from people who are actually experts in the specific fields. So that is, I just can't drive this point home too often, just the cooperation. It's not an OT versus IT. It's an OT in cooperation with IT. That's just not a way we can do without. So very good point. Eric, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think the most important thing is to be aware of the consequences and the risk. So a lot of companies or customers we also see are not aware how big the consequences can be if the attack or such an attack is really successful. So I think the awareness should be way higher than it is right now. Very good. Okay. Looking ahead, what do you envision for the future of our utility cybersecurity? Are there any emerging trends or technologies that will shape the landscape? Yeah, I will start here. Um, I think one thing we, we observed especially is increasing use of artificial intelligence. So AI tools are now employed both in crafting attacks, cyber attacks, and in creating defense strategies. Mm-hmm. The dynamic interactions leads to a kind of cat and mouse game where staying up to date with cutting edge technologies becomes crucial to avoid successful cyber attacks. As the cyber landscape continues to evolve, robust cybersecurity measures and proactive defense will become essential to protect critical key infrastructures. Very good. Okay. So what developments do you anticipate for the future of power network security? Are there any emerging challenges or opportunities that power providers should be prepared for? And how can Olicron support them in navigating this evolving landscape? Christoph, do you have anything to say to this? Let's just look at one of the topics uh, we think is our expertise, like, for example, vulnerability management. Uh, With how vulnerabilities were published before, like if they were published at all, and how the uh, Common Security Advisory Framework, also known as CSF, Mm -hmm. uh, starts to be adopted more and more by vendors of devices in the OT world. Uh, I think that we can provide our customers with the needed knowledge and the proper tools to utilize this. So, I mean, vulnerability management always has been and always will be a, a big part of of how how you can secure any network, not just power networks. So, okay. and 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 with all these things being standardized with the CSAF, for example, this gives us the opportunity to to provide the customers with all the needed tools to actually do a lot of the manual work they had to do before matching vulnerabilities to devices Mm -hmm. in an automated way, just in, in helping them to get a lot of the workload done quicker so they can focus on other topics and other fields, which also need a lot of attention. So it's just one way we can help as, for example, Omicron, with our tools and the knowledge we have. Eric, what developments do you anticipate? As Christoph already mentioned, vulnerability management is a big topic currently. One thing is to publish vulnerabilities, but another one is to match them to the network devices. 
The standardized framework described already by Christoph helps, but it's still not used by all vendors. So implementing a new device into the network requires days of checking vulnerabilities for this specific device. Therefore, a tool patching vulnerabilities to devices is really needed in the industry, the future. And that's a topic where we are heavily developing right now. To wrap it up, I think the future in the security sector is a really interesting one with a lot of innovation and development. And I'm really looking forward to it. Well, thank you both for joining me for this third episode on cybersecurity and the power industry. And I thank you very much for your insights and your recommendations for solving common cybersecurity problems in electrical power networks. Thanks a lot for inviting us. It was very interesting and nice. Thanks very much. And a big thank you to our audience for listening to this episode of Energy Talks. We always welcome your questions and feedback. Simply send us an email to podcast at omicronenergy.com. Omicron has several years of experience in power system testing, data management, and cybersecurity in the power industry, and offers you the matching solution for your application. For more information, be sure to visit our website at omicronenergy.com. Please join us to listen to the next episode of Energy Talks. Goodbye for now, everyone. Mm-hmm.